Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Avon! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. Well, it took us a while, but we're back and we're live. We're coming to you from Smokies on the Lake. That's right, on Pewaukee Lake. Smokies Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. Hey, listen, folks, uh, you know, it's been a while since uh, we talked to you, but if you want to get in touch with us, all you got to do is call us at 414-799-1250. Don't bother with the email because uh, I don't have a computer in front of me. But listen, we got to give big kudos to Dan Bush because of the fact that he went through all the brigamarole to get us on the air today. Thank you, Danny. He went, yeah, you went above and beyond. So anyway, he's Dan Bush, I'm Tom Neubauer, Sam's on the board, and we're back live and unrehearsed. Morning, Danny. Hey, good morning, Tom. Uh, yes, these are uh, difficult times indeed uh, to all our loyal listeners out there. We apologize for the, for the last month when the uh, COVID hit and we were no longer able to uh, do the show live in the studio. Uh, basically had some reruns running there. Sam did a great job as far as our producer, but now we're... We got our special app here on the uh, on the phone. Uh, I actually broke down, and the good news, Tom, is I broke down and actually got with the times and got myself a smartphone. Learned a lot of technology here, and now we're able to broadcast. Uh, we're broadcasting live from the boat launch by Smokey's Musky Shop. Yeah, and you did go through a lot. You did learn a lot. You went through a lot, and uh, I hope everybody appreciates what you did. I know I do. But, you know, over the when we were gone, Danny, we had so many emails of guys, first of all, that we fooled uh, because we were on uh, tape, uh, not tape delay, what do you call that, uh, reruns. Guys thought it was the real thing, and, and they were saying, like, hey, what's your old man talking about, you know? <laughs> so anyway, um, what was I going to say? I've got a bunch of emails that I did write down, okay? Do you want to hear a few? Let's go through them there, Thomas. All right. First of all, uh, the last show we did before we were kicked out of the station was a guy telling us about the favorite fishing spots near Milwaukee. Now, that was written by Jay Reed and Tom Guyant. 
Now, this is from Steve. And after he told us about it, I went in my archive of stuff in the man cave, and I've got two of those books. Now, I don't know if those were the only two written, but when we get back in the studio, I'll bring them with me to show you. So that was one. Uh, a guy from Pennsylvania, Chip, his name is, he, uh, he listens to us every week, and he wants to come up and go fishing with us. So I think I told you about him, too, didn't I? I think you did mention him. Wasn't, wasn't he uh, asking for advice on best lakes and where to stay and so forth? Yeah, stuff like that. But, but he's going to come up this summer. And also, we didn't get a chance to talk about that monster perch caught on the Bay of Green Bay. You remember that one? Uh, that one I do not, Tom. What no. monster perch? Okay, the guy was fishing on the Bay of Green Bay, ice fishing, and he caught a 17-inch perch that had a 16-inch girth. It, it estimated to be around four pounds. It was huge. So I've got a copy of a book I want to show you, Tom. Um, it's, it's, it's titled Wisconsin Lakes. It's from the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. And it was published, I believe, here. Don't have my glasses. I think in like 1985, I want to say. and uh, Or 95. It actually has a list of the Wisconsin state records in here, and I'm just kind of wondering, what is the record for the perch? I think it's uh, it's around four pounds. I, you know, when we're in a commercial break, I'll look in my book. But right now, I got to hold this phone up to my face. So. Oh, you know what? I found <laughs> of 1995, the yellow perch record here says Lake Winnebago, three pounds four ounces. That sounds about right. So yeah. you're saying this perch was probably four pounds? It, it was. It was probably bigger than the state record. Uh, there was a picture of it in. Uh, I, okay, there was a picture of it in this one uh, magazine that I get. Oh, actually, it's an online thing, and uh, the thing was huge. It was a monster. Which, you can't believe got, anything online, Tom. No, no, there was a picture <laughs> of it, and and the guy released it. They gave his name and everything. Uh, and there was actually a video of it. There was well, actually a video, so it was pretty cool. Friend, our friend Ron Johnson, uh, when he was up here last year fishing the bay for walleyes, he caught a giant 17-inch perch. He sent me a picture of the thing, and I think it would have been a catch-and-release length record at the time. He, uh, it looks like a peacock bass. It's colors are beautiful, but it's just oh, yeah. enormous, man. I can imagine. Wow. So what, Sam, we got Kevin from Maple Ridge on the line? Yep, Kevin in Maple Ridge on hold. Hey, Kevin. Hello, Hello Kevin. Uh, how are you guys? Yeah, we're hanging in there, Kevin. How, how Are you guys like on at Maple Ridge? Uh, what's that? Are, are, is, your, uh, is the home, nursing home, is it on lockdown? Are you allowed visitors at all, or, or is it oh, yeah. pretty... Well, well, huh. My brother can't come, but anybody else can come. Anybody else but your brother? Huh. Yeah. Hey, okay. um, I got to ask you um, about uh, your buddy. Uh, Which one? John. Well, we, got, we got lots of buddies. Your buddy, John. Oh, uh, John John Lehman, you mean? 
No. John. John Gillespie? Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> what about John? Um, where can I find him? Not to... Because uh, I wanted to ask him some questions. I would guess, Kevin, he must have a website. If somebody over there at the at your place could help you go to the website, I'm thinking he must Perhaps there's a contact page there where, you know, maybe perhaps yeah, he can get read, emailed. I can't, read the web, I can't read the website. Right. Otherwise, I don't have a number for him myself, so I, I wouldn't be able to help you there. Yeah, and John doesn't let me give out his number, so. Oh. By the way, um, how do you prepare Northern? How do you prepare Northern? Well, the biggest complaint with Northerns, um, Kevin, is the bones. Um, now, there's several ways to do it. I like to use, there's like a, a five-section method where you just section off and do small parts of the fish uh, through a series of steps, and then you can get some nice boneless cuts of meat. Um, once you do that, one of the big things I think people do is is uh, you know northerns are slimy so you don't want to clean it leave it in a warm uh, live well all day long going dead and slimy and then lay it in the grass in your backyard and try and clean it, it you're going to get slime all over the meat and stuff and the reason I know yeah. this is this is how my father used to do them and they were never that good but you get the meat nice and clean and, and however great oh okay yeah, I agree. And not, it's not a bad idea to, a lot of times with all fish, really, is to bleed them ahead of time and then put them on ice. Uh, you get oh. that blood out of them, and then when you fillet them, there's no blood in the in the meat. So, But no, let's face it, a lot of us don't take the time to do that. And Tom, there's a technique, isn't there, for, for bleeding? I've never done it before. I've seen, I think I saw a video where some guy showed where to cut a walleye, but do you know roughly what, what they do when they do that? Because I've never yeah. done it. Yeah, it's basically in the throat area. You cut all the way up to the spine bone, you know, from the bottom of the throat up, so that uh, you can almost like bend it in half, and uh, it'll it'll bleed out then. Yeah. Are you still on TV? Who me? Yeah. No, I I uh, retired from Outdoor Wisconsin. God, that's got to be five years ago. You did. Yeah. Well, who's yeah, on TV? Who's on TV now? I don't know. You. <laughs> Not me. Well, Not me. <laughs> see, Kevin, Tom got tired of the limelight. You know, it's really tough when everywhere you go, people are asking for your autograph. I mean, you're shaking oh, hands, right kissing on. babies. I was popular. He needed to just kind of take a step back so he can kind yeah, of like I, have his... I, I heard he was... I heard he was looking for a job with Bob Berry. Bob Berry has been dead for a long time. Jeez. Oh, Bob well, Berry? Guess you'll yeah. no. What do you no, mean no? He, no, he's still alive. You're kidding. Yeah. Oh, wow. Who's That's Bob something. Berry? He was he a radio disc jockey. Yeah. 
How about yeah. Wolfman Jack? Is he still alive, Kevin? Uh. I think so. Oh, okay. I'm going to clap for Well, it, it must be pretty close to break time, isn't it, Sam? Yeah, is it, Sam? We got a couple oh, minutes Sam. yet. Oh, a couple Sam. minutes yet. Um, oh. On your device, Tom, isn't there the time? I got the time on the top of my no, device here. No, the, the screen went off. Oh. So, uh, yeah, the screen went off, so I, I don't see anything. Oh, I'll have to show you how to hit the button when we go to break. Oh, it's okay. I can always look on my cell phone. You're good. Um, in yeah. answer to Kevin's question, though, did anybody ever replace you as the uh, fishing editor or educator for uh, Wisconsin Outdoors? No, not really. No. Yeah, well, those were big, hey, big Danny. shoes to fill. Yeah. Danny, who could replace me? That's what I just said. Those are, <laughs> those are big shoes to fill. <laughs> <laughs> oh god well anyway no anyway dan uh i gotta uh thank kevin for calling thanks kevin good hearing from you again buddy since, yeah it's been a while since we stay talked safe to okay all right so uh but anyway we do uh gotta get going i've got some other uh emails danny that i saved that i wrote down and uh give us stuff to talk about all right when we come back so when we come back, Dan, you want to talk about some more of these? Sounds good, buddy. Always right. good to hear from our listeners. Yeah, so we're going to be right back, folks. And I just want to remind everybody that the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors is presented by Bait Mate Fish Attractants. Like John Gillespie always says, it just makes sense. We'll be right back with more, so stay tuned. The Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors presented to you by Baitmate Fish Attractant. And I'll tell you, Tom, it's opening day of fishing. I've got a whole bunch of Baitmate ready to go for this year. I'm anxious to use it. Yeah, and out here at Smokey's Muskie Shop, I can't believe how many people are out here. The launch is, uh, the parking is full. Uh, boat rentals are going out. There's a few left. I mean, it's, it, I was surprised. It's really packed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I think with this uh, with this COVID deal going on, uh, I think it's got people more stir crazy and anxious. Side, I noticed yesterday, boats were going in and out of the lake all day long. Actually, not just yesterday, this whole past week. And this isn't just fishermen. This is just people testing out their pleasure boat, their pontoon. But I think people have been extremely cooped up. And this is an opening day, kind of like opening day 20, 30 years ago. Because think about it, Tom, and John used to talk about this too. Um, in recent years, opening days weren't like opening days of the past. It, it, it was surprising how dead it was. But this is, this is like old times. Yeah, it is. And, you know, people always ask me, oh, are you going out on opening day? And I always say, no, not really. I'll wait a little bit, you know. Uh, but I am going to go out next week during the week, so I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine then. But uh, we got an email from a guy. This guy's name is Tom, Danny, and he says, Miss you guys, and I'm not a hunter or an angler. So it just goes to show there's a lot of people listening that, you know, they're, they're not into hunting or fishing, but they just enjoy the show. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. 
Yeah, and and we always say that uh, we do appreciate our listeners. We get a lot of people out there, friends, acquaintances, people we've never met, and uh, it's often nice to hear them tell us they listen to the show. I've always, over the years, thank our law enforcement officers and first responders and healthcare workers. Well, now everybody's thanking healthcare workers now. Yeah. And uh, who do you got on the line there, Sam? We got Rich on the west side. You're on the Cutting Edge Outdoors. Rich, how you doing? Hey, welcome back, guys. Oh, hey, thank, thank you, Rich. You. Hey, let's talk turkey hunting. We're well into the turkey season now, spring turkey hunt. Yeah, as a matter of fact, my middle son, Nick, and you've heard him on the show before, he went turkey hunting last week and got himself a real nice one. So We did, that was uh, our, our three guys all filled out. And um, yeah. the, the the second season, I, I took my son out. He just he just we didn't he just didn't pull the trigger on one. Other than that, oh. it was a successful season. But uh, yeah, yeah, my son said that that was the first turkey he ever shot. Oh. And he said when I lifted it up, he said, "Holy moly, is that thing heavy?" <laughs> They're uh, I would say they average. I would I don't I'm, I hunt the Cedar, and where we are in the Cedar, it's not the agriculture. Our, our birds probably average about 20 pounds, and uh, but when you get into the crops and like finalac and all that, they're they're quite a bit bigger. They're you know 23, 24 pounds. I've even heard more. You know. Yeah. Right. What's the but, biggest uh, turkey? Great, great What's the biggest season. turkey you've heard of? The biggest turkey? Yeah, that you've heard of. Uh, I think I heard of 27 pounds, but but okay. that's someone saying that. Right, I do, I, a, I, I do have a photo of a of a of a turkey that's got nine beards. That's, oh wow! Yeah, and and, and uh, I I think I heard twenty eight pounds one time myself, but uh, I, I mean they they I mean even a twenty three twenty four pounder huge to me. Oh, it is. And uh, when, when when a couple of years ago I shot a I shot a, a twenty uh, twenty one pounder, and my and my friend shot a twenty three pounder. And we had them side to side on a tailgate, and you could see that you could see that two pound difference. It was unbelievable. Well, the biggest turkey that uh, I ever heard of was a guy told me it was me. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> hey, let, let me ask you. What, while Tom while Tom laughs at another one of his jokes um, that isn't funny, let me ask you. Serious question. Uh, for for turkey hunting, do you use special gun, special choke, special loads? You, you have to. I'll tell you what I do, and I've done it for years. I use a 10-gauge. 10-gauge? Yeah, I do. And I, I do use two steel. Now, two is the largest diameter uh, you can shoot, but it's got to be steel. And I've been real successful with it, and, uh, I, and I have tried other shots, but that's, that's what I go with. Well, you know, Rich, it's funny you should mention that. I, I years ago, I had a, a ten gauge. It was a Mercury, made in Spain, double barrel ten gauge, huh. and uh, the thing, the thing weighed like about as much as a cannon. <laughs> you know, so I got rid of it. It was too much to just carry in the woods. Yeah. yeah. So number two, steel. Now with steel loads, I know as far as goose hunting, they typically say that with with steel, you don't want to have such a constricted choke. Is that is that true for your turkey hunting? Uh well, well number one, regardless of the choke you use, it's 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 um, you, you got to pattern your guns. I, I my first my one of my first birds I had, I had a close bird at a at a, a tom, and I. I completely missed it and i i don't know how i missed it but 
my cousin asked me, he goes, did you pattern your shotgun? I said, well, no, I got a 10 gauge. What do you need a pattern, pattern your shotgun for? <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, yeah. Some, yeah. Of these, some of these shotguns, believe it or not, regardless of choke, they shoot left, they shoot high. Very important. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It really you is. Get, you want to get within 40 yards of a, of a bird. You know, you can shoot them at 40 yards, and I have, but you want to get within that range. Great. The closer, the better. Absolutely. Well, thanks for calling, Rich. We do appreciate it. Hey, you guys, take care. We'll, we'll talk to you again. Thanks, All righty. You got it. Uh, Danny, I got this email that, while we were gone. This is from Wally. Wally asked, he said, Tom, have you ever made a T-shirt that said, we don't suck that much? And the answer, Wally, is no. I never did. <laughs> I've never seen a shirt like that. Have you, Danny? Uh, it says what? <laughs> we don't suck that much. Sounds like a Chicago Bears shirt or a Chicago that's, Cubs shirt or oh, something. That, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Right. Nope, never saw they, that one. Yeah, I hope they weren't talking about us. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Okay, well, what other in-depth okay. questions have we gotten in emails right. in the last month? Then uh, Wally also wants to know about the muskies on Lake Geneva. And he says, uh, why are they growing so big? They've, uh, um, they've only been in since 2010 when they started stocking them. He wants to know if it's because of the forage base or what. What do you think, Danny? Well, there's two reasons. Uh, number one, you are right. It's uh, very... Uh, I mean, it's a great ecosystem there. Uh, it's got ideal habitat. There's just about every species of fish, uh, abundance of prey fish for them. But then there's something else that I read about years ago, which is kind of a biological uh, phenomenon. I guess we could ask uh, Ben, our uh, fishing biologist, studio someday. But when a new species is introduced into uh, a population like a, a lake or whatever, uh, there's kind of like a quick quick boom type of effect where they really take off. Uh, example being like Lake Vermilion years ago, my cousin, up when I was up in he, he casually mentioned, oh, you know, they've stocked some muskies in Vermilion. And, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. I'd never been on Vermilion. Well, within five, six years, all of a sudden, you were just hearing everybody and their brother getting 50-inch muskies out of Vermilion. It was just, everybody was going up there. People were switching from Lake of the Vermilion. So it was just fabulous fishing. Now, it's still good fishing up there now, uh, but I, I think that those were the heydays. So when you introduce a new population like that, you can be in for some great fishing, and especially when those fish are unconditioned, you got a bunch of new, big, young, dumb fish that have never been fished for before. Um, so I think uh, Geneva, if anybody's smart, would be, uh, would be uh, something to try and get on the cutting edge out there and spend some time. I'm sure there's some quiet-lipped guys out there already taking advantage of it. Well, yeah, this Wally said that uh, some of his friends have caught some 50-inchers. And he thought that was kind of rare since they've only been in the lake for 10 years. So, but because you know, uh, when Joe Earhart caught that big fish out here on Pewaukee Lake, that fish was, wasn't it like 20 years old, Danny? Uh, I can't. I thought what they said. I, 17 or 17. 20? Yeah, I think it was seven. It was in the teens that they. Oh, okay. And, uh, 
but you know some lakes well, well here's one thing too um lakes in lower uh, i guess latitudes is what i'm looking for i always get my latitude and longitude school teacher that i am mixed up lower latitudes muskies actually grow faster but they got a shorter lifespan oh, uh, it's okay. like a candle burning up in those northern far northern canadian lakes you might get a pike that's 25 years old and it might take them i don't know 10 15 years to get to 40 inches in length uh and i might be off on my numbers a little bit but i've, I've got a book it's called the pike muskie handbook it was uh, written many many years ago it's actually got a comparison of growth rates muskies and pike from different bodies of water so it is interesting so they can grow they can grow fast uh, years ago when we had the muskie study here on Pewaukee and I caught my 50-incher, uh, I actually donated the bone to <clears throat> whatever it is that, is it the clarithrium bone or whatever, what, what, are they, what bone is it? I can't pronounce the name. Yeah, I can't spell it either. So anyway, don't care. Oh, okay, all we know is it's the bone. I don't... <laughs> I donated a bone. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> and I never heard back never heard back on how old it was. That's what they were no. supposed to do with my donated bone. Don't say never that know. to too many people. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> that you've been donating your bone around. <laughs> oh god. It's you know really what? When you don't hear back. <laughs> you know what? I think it's time we take a break. But uh, I do want to I do want to mention though that coming up next is going to be uh, the oh uh, the 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 gut report man you know, it's, out. Hey, it's it's been a while since we did this okay coming yeah. up next is the gut report and then after the six forty five break we got the hornswoggle <laughs> which is brought to you by not just Carl's Country Market but also Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents but this year Danny you read the the email that said you don't have to ask people what they're going to get because she's uh, uh, i think her name is i got to go check my email i think her name is jennifer she's yeah. got special prize packages put together right. you're gonna love it she even emailed me going hey what's going on i haven't had any winners here i haven't been doing the show live so she's anxious anxious and willing to get that out to a lucky listener all right well with that we better go to a break. Stay tuned, folks. We're being presented by Baitmate Fish Attractants. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Sam is on the board. So give us a call at 799-1250. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, this week I got an easy one for you folks because I know a lot of people like making and eating pot stickers and dumplings uh, that are filled with certain things. But this is a recipe for a dipping sauce. You go Now you can uh, cut this in half if you want, if it's too much. A half cup of soy sauce, two tablespoons of vinegar, four teaspoons of lemon juice, and two to three teaspoons of honey. Now to this, I also like to add some some chopped you know, diced uh, green onions. Uh, you don't have to, but this basic recipe is really good for a dipping sauce. You might want to try it. And uh, so that's about it right now. This is the, the Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and 919 in Barstow and Milwaukee. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. And they are open. 
right, welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors presented by Baitmate Fish Attractants. And uh, Tom, we were talking about uh, muskies and fish growth a little bit. I got some interesting news here. Uh, um, I was reading the DNR report on uh, some of the fight netting up on the Fox River in Green Bay from last spring. Uh, last May, I believe, uh, for the muskies when they come in spawning. That's the time they try and net them. Get this. Can you guess, Tom, what is the average size of the muskies that they netted? In the Bay of Green Bay. Yeah, and they netted uh, by the Fox River, I guess, is where Average size, 46 inches. 50.8 inches. Oh, wow. Was the average <laughs> length of the females... Wow. Um, I don't have the, the males, of course, with small, um, but the average weight was 38.8 pounds as well. Now, I'm assuming, Tom, when I thought about it, there's probably a couple of pounds of eggs in them, too, because, I mean, oh, they're, yeah. probably, they're, they're fat and ready to, yeah. pretty to explode. Uh, mm -hmm. The biggest one, 57 inches, 52.1 pounds. Wow. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Yeah. Those are some, big. There there are big fish up there, that's for sure. They're big. Monster monster fish. Well, I think I told you the time I was up there, oh, I don't know, about 5 6 years ago with Mark Horton and trip where we fished walleyes, bass, musk, musk, a little bit of everything. So we went out to that Gano's reef out there and but it really was too early for muskies but it was like the first couple days of season and i said well let's go casting out there and i'm throwing a medusa over these rocks and the rocks it was amazing the weeds weren't rocks coming right close to the top of the water and i threw a medusa out and on first cast i couldn't believe it a 26 inch walleye hammered the medusa but a little bit later uh horton's warning me to look out for a big log that was in the in the he said it's a big log or a, or a giant long rock and i turned and looked and he gone a little bit later he looks and he says there it is and we both look and then it disappeared it wasn't any log or rock yeah. it was a giant muskie Oh wow. my God! Well over 50 inches. I mean, it was big enough where he said, "Don't, don't let your boat get washed up on that in the high waves." So there's some <laughs> monsters, man. Yeah, yeah, there are definitely, without a doubt. Um, Any more emails there, Tom? I know we're catching yeah. up on a month's worth. Yeah, and there were a lot that I didn't save because they were just wishing us well, wishing us a happy Easter, uh, wanting to know when we were coming back live. And, and, of course, I answered every one of them and thanking them for listening. So, uh, let's see now. Okay, here we go. Oh, so a guy called and wanted to know if the DNR is going to be stocking trout in the area ponds this year, in the park ponds. And I have not heard anything, so maybe one of our listeners has heard. I don't think they're going to, but I could be wrong. So maybe if somebody's heard about that. Okay, oh. well let's let's uh, put a few on. All right. Who, who do you want first? First up, we got Dan in Menominee Falls. Dan, you're on the Cutting Edge Outdoors. Morning, Dan. Morning, guys. Hey. So you guys have been uh, talking about uh, slot size limits uh, for a number of years, and uh, we oh, yeah. we do have two lakes now that uh, 
got a slot slice on Northern Pike. I wonder what you... I'm glad you brought that up. I know Okachi is one of them. Yeah, Big Cedar's the other one. Yeah, Big Cedar. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. It's 25 to 35 go back? Correct. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. I think that's great. How about you? Uh, I thought so, too. Uh, is that going to increase the population of them, you think? Or, uh... Uh, it might. I think, I think, Dan, I think just work on good size structure because you're letting all those 25 to 35 inchers um, become a 36 to 40 incher as yeah. opposed to getting cropped off. And then if a guy wants to keep a couple smaller ones under 25 inches for pickling or, you know, some fillets, you can still, what is, what is it, a, a three fish limit? Not two. No. Two, two fish, yeah, two two. fish limit of which um, none can be 25 to um, 35. It, do they have a limit on how many over the 35 inch? A lot of times, like in Minnesota, it can only keep one over no, the big size. Two fish. Two fish. Right. Gotcha. No. Well, not no. likely well, no, a guy's going to get two over 35 anyway. I, I think the DNR is like testing, which means that... Uh, you know, they might have said, well, let's do a five-year or ten-year study and see how this works, which means we'll see it 30 years from now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope it works out. <laughs> yeah, me too. Thanks for calling. Okay, sure. Bye. And and who do you got next there, Sam? Next we got Dave and Merton. Dave, you're on the Cutting Edge Outdoors. How are you doing? Yeah, good morning. It's my old friend Dave. How are you? Good. I got a question for you. What is going on with Canada? Are we going to be able to get in for walleyes? Oh, I don't. You know, that's a good thing with this uh, coronavirus. Uh, you might not be able to. Yeah, I'm matter. assuming. Go ahead. I'm assuming the border shut down. Yeah, I think it is, and and not only that, but uh, John Gillespie did a show earlier this year on uh, Delavan Lake. And uh, guys were driving up from Illinois and launching their boats, and the cops told them that they can't come up here. They were warning them, you can't cross the state lines. So if you can't cross state lines, I'm sure you can't cross country lines, Dave. Well, that ain't good news. And you'll have no, to find I... someplace around here. <laughs> uh, we've been fishing the same spot in Canada for about 30 years. Yeah, I know those trips to Canada can be very special, especially when you got your group, group of guys and going to the same lake. And, you know, I did it and really looked forward to it. But at this point, if I were you guys, of course, you can cross your fingers. Maybe this will get better. Maybe people will start lightening up on some of the restrictions. But I think you better come up with a plan B. I would start looking at some of those Minnesota bodies of water and uh, perhaps find a place to go do the walleyes up there. Well, you might not be able to go from Wisconsin to Minnesota. Yeah, so, I haven't heard anything on that yet, Tom. Yeah. Well, like I said, I just heard about the one where guys were coming from Illinois to Wisconsin. And well, as far as as far as as far as that goes, um, here's the deal. Uh, a lot has been on air over the last month. In fact, our good friend Big O was up fishing for the walleyes in the Bay of Green Bay. And this was during the height of the panic over the social distancing and all this. 
And oh. uh, he, he basically said that there were tons of plates from Minnesota, out-of-state plates. And next thing you know, they went and closed down the boat launches in Ocano. So they started shutting things down. So as far as I know, nobody ever got any tickets or anything, but everybody was complaining, saying, hey, if we got these out-of-state plates coming, locals are going to start complaining. So it did stir up controversy. Well, I want to thank Dave for calling. He uh, passed up. He, he hung up already. But uh, you got somebody else, Sam? Yep. Lastly, we got Kean in Kansas. Kean, you're on the Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, uh-huh. Kean. Hey, Good guys. morning. How you doing? Good, good, man. Hey, I just wanted to talk a little turkey. I was I was listening to your one caller who was using a 10-gauge, and I was just up in Nebraska here two weeks ago, and I shot a nice Miriam with my bow and arrow, okay. and I've been trying to email you pictures, but for some odd reason, it doesn't go through. Uh, did you send them to ceoguys at yahoo.com? I have. I'll try oh. again, but, but, but regardless yeah. of that... Um, turkey season up there is the turkeys are phenomenal in what state nebraska nebraska because you don't think of nebraska when you think of turkeys you don't think of nebraska at least i don't oh my goodness it's crazy good blast one with a 10 gauge keenan no i was with a bow and arrow Oh, bow and arrow. Now, don't you have to, like, get them right in the spine or they'll fly off with your arrow never to be seen again? Well, you know, it's whether they're quartering away or the fan, you shoot them in the pooper. Um, or you shoot them okay. with, a, with a wing elbows. Or if they're facing you, shoot them right in the breast. And he okay. Didn't go, he didn't go five yards. Huh. Do you use no, a mechanical Do you use a mechanical broadhead or, uh, or what I do you do use? It's a knockoff of a um, Rage, but it's a, a NAP, new archery product. Okay, because hmm. I've heard those can really do a lot of damage. So I would think if you wanted to put a turkey down, hit them in the breast with that, they shouldn't go far. And, and they don't. So they let don't me ask know. you this, Keenan. Let me ask you this. What do you like better, wild turkey for eating or store-bought turkey? Oh, wild turkey by, by far. Oh okay. Because I, I mean, I've I've heard fifty fifty from guy, from guys. You know, half like one, half like the other. So I'll be able right. to find out because my one of my sons got a turkey. So hopefully he'll uh, invite me over and give me a piece. <laughs> well, I'm sure he hey, will. Hey, hey if you were so. listening earlier, we were talking about what's the biggest turkey you've heard of. What what's the biggest you've actually seen or heard of? I shot. Probably nine, maybe eight years ago, I shot the 12th largest turkey in the state of Nebraska with a bow and arrow, and it was about 23 pounds, and that's big for a Merriam. Up where you guys are, you guys have Easterns, and they're, you know, they're considerably bigger than a Merriam. Merriam's a smaller turkey. Okay. Okay. Well, congratulations. Well, I appreciate that, guys. It's awesome. Good Thanks, to hear from you, Colin. Yeah, good right, to hear from you, Ian. Okay, bye day. now. You too. All right, I guess we got to go to the break. Coming up next is the Hornswoggle. So if you want to play, you got to call now at 414-799-1250. And Danny will explain it all when we come back. You are listening to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. 
Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Baitmate Fish Attractants. And now, the segment you all have been breathlessly waiting for for the last month. We have the Hornschwaggle segment. And uh, who is our lucky contestant here, Sam? I am. Carrie in New Berlin. You're on the Cutting Edge Outdoors. How are you doing, Carrie? It's Gary, G A R Y. Oh, hey, Gary. Hey, Gary. All right. Uh, sorry about that. So you know how that how this works? I just say hornswoggle or no hornswoggle. Correct. So if I'm lying and telling a fib, pulling your leg, then it's swoggle. If I'm telling the truth, no hornswoggle. So here we go. We've been talking turkey today. So uh, we're going to go with the turkey theme for the first question. Turkeys. They may look kind of dumb when they're walking along the road and in your backyard, but when you're out in the woods hunting them, they wily and they have great eyesight. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Okay, very, very good. All right, that's one. Uh, another one. Um, record fish. We're moving to fish now. Record fish. Record perch was three pounds, four ounces, and was caught on Pewaukee Lake by Norm Finkelstein. <laughs> I don't know. That's such a crazy question. I'm going to say uh, hornswoggle. That's a hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> you better got that right, Jerry. I, I, I think wasn't like Finkelstein wasn't Finkelstein the guy that stole the dolphin in the movie with Jim Carrey and, and Dan Marino? I think that Finkelstein was uh, a really a, was a woman who was really a man. Okay, so, all right, I'm getting sidetracked here. So you're two out of three. You won. Let's see if you would have been three out of three. Uh, back to uh, the turkey thing. Turkeys are actually really tough to kill, and they recommend aiming for the head or neck. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? That's a no hornswoggle. No horn. Have you ever shot a turkey before, Gary? Never. No? Okay. I think, you know, I've shot one, and I've never got a big gobbler, but I'm going to go with my brother. weeks up by uh, near the Oshkosh area. He's an expert caller, so I fully anticipate blasting a big one this spring. So, well, well, Gary, you're going to get a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Markets over there in Menominee Falls on the corner of uh, Silver Spring and uh, Pilgrim Road. And you're also going to get a real nice prize package from Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. Great. So, all right. I will so get stay that. on the line. You yes. guys have a great show. Keep yes. All right. Thank you. But Thanks, stay Gary. on the line. Stay on the line so we can get your info. Okay? All righty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Danny, we got a winner. How about that? We finally got a winner there. So when all I right. get back... Uh, I'll be mailing out the Carl's Country Market certificate, and uh, then I'll email the bait, our good friends at Baitmate Fish Attractants. And let me tell you, they really have just a, a great selection of different flavored, if you want, baits. Uh, so I'm mm -hmm. really excited. I got some some new crawfish. I got some new bass, and I'm really looking forward to using them on those Door County Smallies. Yeah. Um... We had uh, an email from a fellow from Dennis. He wanted to know what was going on with the North Lake launch. Oh God! And he he must not Stay have back heard. <laughs> yeah, he must not have heard that time when I was explaining that uh, 
what they're going to do is now this is i got some inside sources that say they're going to sell the property that they bought on the southwestern end of the lake where they were going to put a launch and they're going to build a, a launch uh, by the old po post office in town uh, but what they have to do is they've got to buy the property by the old post office and sell the other property now i don't know which which one comes first, okay? You know, which one did they sell first? Which one did they buy first? I don't know. But that's what I heard. So, we'll, we'll see. This will take another five, ten years. So, I'm, you know, I'm not too high on it. Let's put it that way. I'm kind of resigned to the fact that, uh, you know, we're not going to have a boat launch on, uh, on North Lake because the DNR doesn't want to put their foot down and put one there. Yeah, Tom, I, um, you're really disappointing me. You're not even getting worked up about this anymore. What's going on? Uh, we're kind of used well, to getting all riled and ranting and raving. Well, it's kind of hard to get all riled, ranting and raving when I'm sitting on the bottom of these stairs. My butt is sore from sitting on these steps. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not it's, like you uh, don't have enough padding back there, buddy. Yeah, I know. I got, I got enough of that. But, yeah, it's just... Uh, it's just an uncomfortable position that we're doing our show today from, you know. And um, are you sitting on the floor or on a chair? No, I got a yoga ball I'm sitting on up here. <laughs> this is great yeah, for my know, posture. It's for my back. My ab I'm, I'm core strengthening right now looking out at beautiful Pewaukee Lake. You know, I should tell people that uh, if they are interested in learning jujitsu, that uh, above the musky shop, Smokey's musky shop, you can sign up and learn jujitsu from a real master, Mark Lehman, John Lehman's son, and uh, so him and uh, another fella they teach it here. So, yeah, and he always, was yeah. he was the only guy in the world who went down to uh, I believe Brazil and beat one of the Gracies, which is basically the family that invented jujitsu. Yeah, right. So and he was world-renowned. Yeah, and uh, Mark is also in the Grappling Hall of Fame. So, yeah, they can uh, they can learn a lot if that's what they want, you know, right here at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. So, anyway, uh, also, now this is a question, Danny, that uh, this, is, this would take a while to explain, so I'm going to wait. Uh, so we're back in the studio to explain it. But uh, Ken wants to know, how do you fish a lake you have never been on? Now, believe it or not, when I was guiding, I, I was hired to guide guys on lakes I'd never been on. And they were a little reluctant at first. And, of course, my line was, hey, the fish don't know where they're living. You know, they're, they're going to do the same things no matter where it is, what part of the country, what kind of part of the world, like especially when it comes to bass. But, uh, and, you know, we did find fish, you know, and, and depending on what, you know, uh, species it was, uh, caught a few more of some and a few less of others, but you can always find them. There's always going to be some fish on a lake that's biting. So, okay, but the thing is, is I want to, I, I would like to go through this when we're sitting in the studio because I got to tell you, Danny, this is a little nerve wracking, talking into the phone, listening to an echo and all this stuff. I don't know how you're feeling about it, but I can't wait to get back in the studio. I feel good, old man. I'm great. I'm I'm 110 percent, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, when who we am I calling break, old? I'm yeah. an old guy. 
when we go to a break, I'm going to go out and get myself a water. Okay. <laughs> Do you want one? And you, you can't a have a smoke daddy? anymore. No, I don't smoke anymore. I haven't had one. Hey, maybe, maybe we can time. interview some of the fishermen. Uh, hey, Sam, do you need Wi-Fi, in, be in a Wi-Fi building for this to work, or can we walk outside and talk to people? No, you definitely need Wi-Fi. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, okay. is it time to go to a break? Yes, it is. All right, then let's go to a break. You're listening Cut. to the Skipper Buds. What? <laughs> You're listening to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, uh, presented by... Bait mate fish attractants. We'll be right back with more. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. <laughs> You're on the crazy train. Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, folks, you've been waiting patiently for us to come back live on the air, and thank you for doing that. We do appreciate it. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Sam is on the boards. And if it wasn't for Dan, uh, we wouldn't be doing this because he uh, really, he gave 110% to to get us on the air. And uh, we thank Dan for that. And Sam, we appreciate all your help that you're doing there back at the station because you had to learn this stuff too. Um, We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed now again. And we have to put up with this goofy COVID-19 virus and all that. So... Um, we're, we're doing the best we can, folks. Let's put it that way, and we hope you're all doing safe and fine. If you want to be a part of the show, just give us a call at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. No emails today, no computer today, so got to wait until we get back into the station. Anyway, Danny, what do you got? What do I got? Well, I'm <laughs> looking out at beautiful <laughs> Pewaukee Lake. I'm watching. Yeah. This is really kind of cool being up here. I'm watching all the boats coming in, going out. Uh, be inter- I'm anxious to talk to some of the muskie anglers. Now, uh, one thing that I did uh, get online uh, is that the Muskie Zinc Group is doing a kind of an informal opening day tourney today. Uh, I think it was like 20 bucks to enter. And it included all the area lakes, uh, like for uh, Oconomowoc here, Okachi, Pewaukee, LaBelle, I believe. And um, it's like they pay 20 bucks, and it's it's more of a tournament in that they take a picture, I believe, of the right. muskies. They got to be 30 inches. Now it's kind of interesting. Used to be 34 inches was always the tournament limit back when that was the uh, size limit. Well, then once they raised the size limit, most tournament organizations still recognized 34 inches as a minimum size to uh, register a fish. Well, now it looks like they're going this tournament anyway, 30 inches. Heck, that that used to be the limit on muskies when I was a kid. Do you remember back when it was 30 oh, yeah. inches? You better believe it, yeah. It, and I remember it. as a kid, the biggest northern I'd ever seen was maybe 27 inches. So when I uh, looked at a ruler and thought, oh, wow, it's got to be this long to keep, 30 inches seemed enormous to me as a kid. I thought, wow, muskies <laughs> are giants. 
Yeah. Nowadays, you try and shake a 30-incher off your bucktail. Exactly, yeah. You don't even want to touch it, yeah. So anyway, it'll be interesting. The water temps, Tom, I don't know. Word I got on area lakes, water temps, high 40s, maybe low 50s. Now, typically, cold water temps coincide with slow fishing. Uh, but if we get some warm weather over the next uh, couple of weeks, things should only get better. Um, how about bass now? Are they in like a pre-spawn pattern? Oh, definitely, yeah. And, you know, we were talking about this. I was talking to my sons about this, you know, just yesterday. And it's like, you know, you can find some bass today. You know, let's say like today. Uh, they're in pre-spawn, so there are going to be some bass that are, you know, close to the shore. That are some bass going to be on the weed flats. And there might even be some bass down uh, on the deep weed line edges yet and haven't come close to the shoreline yet. So they can still be in various areas. But I'll tell you what, if you're fishing shallow water for bass now, even a blind squirrel is going to find a nut every now and then. And that's the way it is with bass fishing this time of year. You're still going to find some in the shallow water. But Tom, when, yeah. would, would the smaller males be in shallower water first before the females? Well, that's usually the case, but on if you've got a, a shallow lake, okay, let's say a lake that's less than 20 feet deep, uh, you could find those big females in shallow too. So, uh, But on your deeper lakes uh, with your really good uh, weed line structures and that, then you're looking at, uh, yeah, it's a lot of the smaller males, yeah. But, uh, you know, when uh, when we were not on the air there for a while, I was out crappie fishing uh, several times. And I got to tell you, I think I told you on the phone, Danny, how my son told me that first time we went out, and that was, uh, I think, the week after we went off the air, that uh, he said, oh, it's going to be like 50, 55 degrees. Well, he was wearing a winter jacket, had his stocking hat, had gloves. I didn't have any of that. I'm expecting it to be really nice, right? And when I walked out of the house, it didn't feel bad. But when you get on the water, it's always a lot colder. And uh, boy, did I freeze that day. My my fingers were so cold, they were numb. I couldn't feel the minnows or the waxworms to put them on a hook. Now, in retrospect, you were up on the Bay of Green Bay freezing your you-know-what off. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I did. I, I originally, I and my brother Tim... He lives in Oshkosh. We were planning on doing a three-day trip up there. Well, this is when the height of the controversy of the social distancing, and I talked about the Illinois plates up at Ocano and shutting down launches, and then Door County had actually issued some kind of like um, homeowners that don't live up there but come like in the summer, you know, probably mostly people from Illinois and so forth, that they wanted them to hold off on coming up there. They wanted hotels not to book any new reservations. So in the midst of this, uh, I'm, I'm de- trying to decide do we keep our reservation or not. Uh, to be honest with you, the motel actually wanted us to be up there. They called to confirm. I'm sure they're hurting as far as business, but as it turned out, um, what I did was um, I called the motel. I said, listen, I really can't in good conscience do this. But I sent them some money, and I said, can I send you some money now? Certificate, and that way I'll come up there at a future date, and it'll help you guys get the business now. So that's what I ended up doing. And then my brother Tim had his heart on, on getting a big walleye. Now, every year I go up there, I always catch at least one 30-incher, 
and one over 11 pounds. I mean, I, I seem to be stuck and a half pound mark can't ever get one officially up to 12 13 uh, but there's still you know you're splitting hairs you're being a walleye snob if you're complaining about catching 29 30 inches but he never cat he'll always get an eight pounder you know he'll catch two three 27 28 inches and again that's nothing to sneeze at but he's kind of get one I've never got a 30 incher. I've never got one 10 pounds. Well, the, the good thing about our trip was, is he did get the biggest fish. Now we only got five fish that night from like 22 to 29 inches. But fortunately, my brother Tim got the biggest one. So I was very happy for him. 29 inches, unfortunately, it had all, otherwise it would have been well over 10 pounds. As it was, it was about nine and a half pounds, but still a beautiful fish but we didn't contact anybody. So we launched at the boat launch at 10 o'clock at night. We got in at 3 a.m., slept in the truck in the parking lot, and then drove back. So we didn't contact a single soul in Dork the guidelines. Uh, and you also told me you wore every stitch of clothing you took with you. <laughs> I looked, all you could see were my eyeballs, dude. <laughs> Who do you got on the line, Sam? We got Daniel and... On the west side of Milwaukee, Dan, you're on the Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, good morning, Dan. Morning, guys. Glad to What's have you What's on back. your mind? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I wanted to give a quick fishing report if I could. Yeah, sure. please. Was out on uh, Pewaukee last night uh, fishing from shore, actually. And uh, for all the muskie anglers out there, uh, the muskies are in shallow big time. Must have yeah. been at least a dozen of them. And uh, also two, three really big pike swimming in the same areas. Wow. I don't know if they were. I don't know if they were, you know, in spawning activity or if they were chasing walleyes or panfish. Because I did catch some really big bluegills as well as some small walleyes. So wow, wow! And you yeah, were you said you were fishing from shore. Yeah, I don't want to exactly say what part, no. but you know there's not many, many spots out on Pewaukee to fish from shore, so... Right, right. No, and you know, I'm, I'm guessing, what, did you put a spotlight on the water where you could see them? Yeah, I just happened to have my spotlight uh, looking in the water at one point, and I happened to see one swim by. They were so close. I mean, they were literally in two feet or less of water, wow. so it was easy to see them. And uh, by the way, you were talking about that big one you got out there a few years ago? Yeah. Uh, there's... Definitely another 50-incher out there. <laughs> you <laughs> saw one. I saw one that had to be 50 because I was watching a bunch of 40s, mid-40s, and this one was way bigger than that than the other ones. He was yeah, that's... with one that was like 40 inches, and he was at least a foot bigger than that one. Well, yeah. if, it, if it's swimming together with a smaller one, Tom, what do you think? They're probably spawning, right? Smaller one's the male, bigger's the female. Yeah, but even the males won't be in the mid-40s. The males will be usually less than, you know, 35, you know, let's say 36 inches or less. Yeah, well, the, the, one females that was are when, the one that was with that real big one was probably 40. Okay. Well, that 40. Could, could be a real oh, big 40. male. Yeah, male, yeah a mean, male can get 40. But I think, yeah. Tom, I think, the, now the pike should be done. The pike, I'm sure. So if there's a yeah, pike in done. there... Yeah, yeah but done. the muskies spawn later, so I would think that there's still some muskies going through the spawning process yet. Oh, yeah, because uh, they usually spawn when it's in the low 50s, so... Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. That was cool to see, though, I thought. I didn't I could, I could. didn't expect that, to see that many, especially. Hey, I couldn't believe it. Every time I looked around, there was another one. 
Hey, wow. I'm, I'm hope wow. I'm hoping that some of those pike hook up with some of the muskies and make us some baby tiger muskies out here. You know, over uh, five years ago, I was in Taylor's Bay, that little creek that's right there, and I was yeah. uh, just just taking a break, eating my lunch, and I happened to see about a 38, 40-inch muskie with a 28-inch northern, which was I thought was strange as hell, but they were like side-by-side side swimming up that creek. I mean, they, uh, I, yep. they were stuck yep. together practically. Yep. They. I think what they say is that... Uh, as far as the cross for tiger muskie, you can get either or male or female, you know, with the other one, if you know what I mean. But uh, I think mo in most cases, uh, if you have an early arriving male muskie and a lingering female pike, that's normally how the dirty deed is done and you end up with tiger muskies. But man, that's good. You saw them swimming together. I did have somebody couple of years ago in a reliable source that they swear to gosh they caught and released the tiger muskie out here which would have to be a natural occurrence because they don't plant them anymore right well, so, that's but that's that's a good report so you were fishing at midnight i guess so you're one of those you're one of those yeah. diehards you were out <laughs> it wasn't a bad night to be out anyway but no, did you did nice. you did you catch any of those cruising muskies no i didn't i didn't hook any of them None of them. What? I wasn't trying We're... for the muskies, though. I was trying for some walleyes and panfish. Gotcha. I did get bit off twice, though. That's the, the other thing. I misfortunate thing. I don't, I don't like doing that, obviously. And uh, but I couldn't. I couldn't help it. I was walleye fishing, and yeah, I got bit off twice. Oh jeez. Yeah, you can't. You can't help that stuff. That just didn't happens. even have yeah. them on, though. It was like literally. I just was popping my jig, and literally, it was just that quick. That's how quick I got bit off because I used six pound test. So. Right. Wow. He just put it, he must have just bit it and cut the line immediately, twice. Yep. Well, Dan, thanks for the call. We appreciate that. Uh, no keep us informed about those big muskies. Go get that, that 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. there, I promise you. I don't lie. Yeah. So I believe luck. it. All right. Thank thanks, you. man. Take care, guys. Hey. All right. Hey, you listen, folks, you're listening to Sports Radio 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan. We're uh, brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. And we're glad to be back live here on Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, brought to you from the Baitmate Fish Attractant. Those, uh, I guess. And uh, Tom, I can't I can't tell you how good it feels to say welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors again after a long month. I've I've, I've missed you, dude. I've missed the show. Yeah, I have too. As a matter of fact, Mike McGivern, uh, we were doing some emailing back and forth, and he says he says, "So, do you guys miss the show?" And I said, heck yeah, I miss it, you know. It's, uh, it's a fast two hours. That's always a lot of fun. So I'll tell you what I didn't miss, though, Tom, <laughs> was getting up, at getting up at 4.30 to do this. I had to get into my old routine and get up and turn the coffee on at uh, 4 a.m., meditate think about life and slowly, you know, slowly uh, come to life again and get ready to wake for the show. Yeah, I know I listened, uh, I would usually wake about uh, 
quarter to seven and listen to the the last hour and 15 minutes of the reruns. And, you know, I got to tell you, we, you and I were making me laugh when I was listening to the reruns. We had some pretty funny stuff. <laughs> well, you know, I haven't listened to one of our shows, yeah. a rerun, in probably seven years. Okay. Uh, back in the day when we first started the show, uh, I, we'd actually... Uh, they'd give us a CD, I guess, of each show, every one that we did. And John had a collection. And we would come on over here to Monkey Island and listen to the show. And we'd be we'd be cracking up all the time. You know, there's things that we'd talk about that I couldn't believe we'd talked about or <laughs> couldn't even remember talking about it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so it's, it is it is a good time. And, and once again, we thank our listeners out there. We got great listeners and appreciate them listening there. And we like to have fun. We like to give them some, some information on hunting and fishing as well. So speaking yeah. of hunting and fishing information, um, I got an email from the Wisconsin DNR. Oh, I'm, I want to say maybe two weeks ago. You know, with all this controversy and stuff going on and and Michigan being more stringent, uh, Michigan being extremely uh, stringent in the regulations. I don't know if you heard, Tom, but they weren't allowing power boats. You could go out in like a canoe or a rowboat, but uh, they have a power boat. Did you hear that regulation? No, no, no. That's going that. on in Michigan. It, it started like two weeks oh, ago. Oh, oh. In the state of Michigan, yes, the, I did hear about that, yeah. Yeah, in the state of Michigan, which I don't know what the difference is having a, a five-horse Johnson on the back of your boat makes a difference between getting the, the virus or not. I get that, I, unless they're just, they just don't want anybody out on boats, period, so they're going to make it difficult. But the warning from the DNR was this. What if you're on a boundary water like the Menominee River and you got your powerboat and you cross the invisible line in the middle of the river into Michigan territory? What, are you going to get a $1,000 fine or something? Well, I heard, I read that the people, the, the anglers in Michigan were really ticked off. They're really upset at this. I think it's a stupid rule. It really is. Right. But the DN, Wisconsin DNR actually sent an email out to... Tell people they got to be aware of it. So that's nuts, man. So I guess yeah. we got a caller there, Sam. Yep, we got Corey and Cudahy. Corey, you're on the Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, hey Corey. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I just wanted to say that um, some of the stuff you've had on your shows has been really uh, useful as a sportsman. I have a, I have a boat, and uh, I use one of your advertisers, Anchors Away. Oh, yeah, they're great. And they are. They're, they're fantastic. Uh, they really were very helpful, and they actually, I mean, I had an older trolling motor, and uh, when I went with Minkota uh, uh, Tarova, it really changed how I fished significantly. And one of the things I wanted to say is I also had an older boat, and I know a lot of guys that have boats can't always afford a brand-new, you know, Lund or, or whatever, smoker craft, whatever they, they own, but... They need a little attention, and yet now you have another advertiser that does the Fountain of Youth thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was yeah. And I was wondering if maybe sometime you guys could have one of those two two advertisers on to talk about what they do, because I think a lot of guys, rather than stop fishing or whatever, if they stuck a few do- a few dollars into their older boat and it looks like a brand new boat, they might they might do more fishing and get out and enjoy the outdoors. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Danny's had his boat worked on by them. My son Chris is going to have his boat worked on by them. 
Charlie. Um, Charlie is. Yeah, Charlie. We did have there. Charlie on the line one time. Yeah, and we should get Charlie. He's a real nice guy. I enjoy talking to yeah. him. That's a good. That's a good su- suggestion. We should get him on in on, in the studio. We have had John from Anchors Away in the studio in years past. Yeah, we should get John on the line, but he's got a he's got a regular job too besides his business. So we pr- maybe in the middle of winter, Tom, is when we should try and get John on the air again. Yeah, yeah, when he's kind of busy now. But well, it, you are right. It's a good suggestion. I wonder if they're open now. Ah, oh, yeah, that's a necessary business, buddy. <laughs> was, I think so. <laughs> I think it's necessary. God bless. I just want to say one more thing. I I, yeah. I used to work with your buddy Paul Mahalik. Oh yeah, sure. In, an, in another life, let's just say, and I, I don't know if his boat was welded to his truck. <laughs> It was never without one or the other. So he's a <laughs> yeah. good guy, and and uh, he's really he picked up. He picked up a new boat a couple of years ago, a uh, uh, different one, I should say, a beautiful Skeeter. He, he's got a deluxe nice boat. But, yeah, Paul, I'll tell you what, he's probably out there fishing now. I know he had some, some, some things, you know, that he was dealing with as far as physically, but uh, he, he loves the fishing stuff, man. I hope to get out there with him this summer. Yeah, he's a great guy. So thanks a lot for your show, and I listen every every Saturday. And uh, if I'm not fishing, so keep doing what you're doing. It uh, people really enjoy it. Well, thank right. you very thanks, much. Man. We appreciate it. All right. And 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 one tip, Danny, for our caller that uh, he said that he listens to the show unless he's fishing. There are portable radios <laughs> that are battery operated. <laughs> Tom, that but, look at your right hand, buddy. That newfangled yeah. thing you're holding is called an iPhone. You can listen. You can, if you have one of those, you can listen to the radio on that device. On the radio.com uh, app. Yeah, on the radio.com app. Yeah. Well, I don't have one of these, so we I had to borrow him. this one. I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you what, Tom. I'm so proud of myself with this new phone. Learning how to use it. Whew, it's it's been a couple of weeks here now, but uh, I was even even able to videotape myself doing doing algebra in front of in front of nobody, as if I was doing it in front of people, videotaping it, then downloading it into my computer, editing it, and then posting it to my co-teacher's Google Classroom for the students to see. I'll tell you what, it took me two days, but I'm really proud of my, my, my advances in using technology. Well, Be afraid yeah, to you, hit buttons. That's yeah, I've just you, learned, Tom. You just got you got to just hit whatever and don't be afraid. You know, when you're speaking of that, Danny, do you remember when John Lehman got his new computer? <laughs> and if that, if that thing didn't do what the button he pressed did right away he started pressing buttons and then all of a sudden the computer would blow up he'd have to take it to apple they'd have to fix it i've never seen a guy press more buttons boy he'd he'd be cussing up a storm and so ticked off at the thing so here's now that you mention that now like the phone you're using actually which is low did not have the app that we needed so i told you i went over to her place and she, we tried to go to the app store and get it but she didn't know what have her have her password we tried to change the password it wouldn't accept the chat pass it took hours right when we finally yeah. got it set up i, I was kind of like 
that was a lot of work. And then I looked at Lowy and said, you know, the only thing that would have made this worse is is if John were here doing this with us. <laughs> That's right. You're exactly <laughs> right. I, yeah. It really would have been bad. Bless his heart. Love the guy. But who yeah. him and technology. <laughs> yeah, that never worked. That just didn't work. That was always fun to watch, though. <laughs> it was fun to watch. Yeah, well, I think with John, think about it. His 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 computer would get locked up with viruses and stuff. Well, you know, with his with his uh, uh, a, attention deficit type impulsivity, every pop up, everything that popped up on his computer, you can bet he was clicking on it. So I'm thinking he was down, he was down. <laughs> Every, every uh, virus. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then he would complain if it didn't work. Well, no kidding. <laughs> well, you know, Danny, I got to tell you, I you know, I took John to Pottawatomie every now and then, and uh, he was the same way with the slot machines. He'd be pressing all the buttons. I mean, just start pressing buttons. And sometimes he was betting $5 a spin, and I'd say, John, what the heck are you doing? Stop it, you know. Stop pressing all them buttons. But he was the same way with that. I think he just liked buttons. <laughs> all right. Pressing the buttons. Well, it's time for a quick break, folks. We're going to be back in just a few minutes, so stay tuned for more with Dan Bush and me, Tom Neubauer. Uh, give uh, give Sam a shout and say hi. He's, he's on the boards right now. And uh, you're listening to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by uh, Baitmate Fish Attractants. We'll get this straight pretty soon. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Baitmate Fish Attractant. And while you're getting don't forget the Coleman Insect Repellent. Keep those pesky ticks, ticks and mosquitoes away. Hey, Danny, I got somebody with us right now. We got Rudy Rick got... from Smokey's Musky Shop. I'm oh, downstairs let's, if, right now. And, and we got a live, in, live interview yeah, on the spot buddy. with Rick. Yeah, did you hear him? Uh, have you heard you any hear fish? So yep, we can hear you. Great day today. Been very busy. I uh, haven't heard of a whole lot of fish being caught. A couple people have been telling me that they've moved fish. Uh, parking lot's full. Business is good. Yep. And, uh, yeah, come on out. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Rick, I, I see there's only one boat with a motor and then one boat without a motor left. They're all flying out of here. Yep, they've, uh, and actually, we won't advertise, but this motor has to be worked on. So that's why it's still here. <laughs> Otherwise, they all work <laughs> Oh, okay. Otherwise, but if you, if you, if you feel like rowing, they got a couple of boats you can row. Yep. And uh, now, tell us of all the different live bait you got here. Well, we have our usual live bait. You know, we have the uh, river mix. We have uh, large and small fatheads, uh, medium golden shiners. We've got some suckers, uh, wax worms, night crawlers, red worms, leaf worms. Um, so you should stop out at the shop because we do have a, a bunch of new baits that uh, Craig, our new manager, has put in the shop, uh, and he can probably give you a little bit more of a rundown of what he all put in here. But uh, yeah, with the shop has uh, changed a little bit, everything is uh, up to date. We have some uh, old ones. We have Grim Reapers back in the shop. Uh, yeah, lots of new stuff, lots of uh, stuff that we haven't carried in a while that are back in the shop. So, yeah, stop on in. Take, check her out. Yeah, I haven't met Craig yet. 
That's him right over there. That's him yeah. over at the counter. Oh wait, I'm gonna walk over here. Are you on the phone right now, Craig? I'm trying to. I'm trying to get my uh, credit card machine working. Oh. oh, he's trying to get the credit card machine working. But at least say hi to the folks that you're the new manager of Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. Hey everybody, come on down. We're looking forward to seeing you guys. Man of few words. <laughs> He's busy. Yeah, yeah, the man is busy. I've been busy. Hey, he's got a business to run here. Yeah, yeah, he could be just like the guy in Sopranos. He could say, hey, I got a business to run here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're having a good time here. I, okay. You know, Rick, I got to tell you, I got I to gotta say one quick thing. When I showed up here this morning at 530, I was amazed at the number of people already here. It was crazy. Yeah, I showed up uh, around 4.30, and the lot was pretty close to half full. Um, some people hanging around waiting for me to get here. Uh, yeah, well, I guess nice weather. Uh, it's supposed to be 70-some degrees today, and nice weather tomorrow. So, yeah, we'll be open. I'll be here early. Stop on down. Just buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, stop on down and say hi to Rick. You don't buy want a bunch to of stuff. Yeah, buy a bunch of stuff. Thanks, <laughs> Just Rick. Just buy a bunch of stuff. Okay. All right. All right. I'm... Uh, I'm back now. I'm back in my usual spot down by the stairs. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do when the show's over, Tom? What are you going to do? Buy a bunch of stuff. Are you really? <laughs> I, yeah, you know I'm a I'm... single, white, straight, wealthy landowner from Douglas County, man. Yeah. I can buy what I want. You know what I want to do? I want to go to Burger King and get a cheeseburger and a chocolate shake. Hey, way to follow that heart surgeon's diet suggestions there, Tom. Yeah, screw that. Scott, I knew it would only be a matter of time before you'd be saying that. Yeah, so, I know. Hey, uh, I wanted to talk about uh, some more muskies again. Uh, as you yeah. know, years ago, we had the muskies. You know, like earlier today, I was griping how I turned in that clerithium or whatever bone, and I never got yeah. the age back yeah. from Dr. Yeah. Anderson at Lutheran College. But at that time, he was kind of running, uh, I think there was like a $100,000 grant or whatever in conjunction with the DNR. They did that telemetry study with the Muskies Inc. Club was involved. They tracked the movements of all the Muskies out here. In fact, I used to see one of the kids who worked at Smokies at the time out there tracking the Muskies during the middle of a summer day. He later ended up getting a job with the DNR. But anyway, they are repeating that same type of thing on LaBelle. Uh, I got the information, and I think involved again, where um, they're going to be putting transmitters, I think, in about a dozen muskies, and evidently they'll have people tracking those movements. And you know what they want to find out, Tom? What's that? They want to find out how many of them actually are transient um, or remain in that system. As you know, that what comes in and runs throughout that system, correct? The Pewaukee River, you said? It, no, the uh, isn't it the Oconomowoc uh, River there? Oh, oh, oh the the the. Ta oh, we're talking, talking LaBelle. Oconom oh, LaBelle and Oconomowoc Lake and Fowler Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, those are all all connected, and yeah, right, as part of right. the study, I've heard that the highly nomads, and and that's how they. Well, actually, for for years they were in Oconomowoc Lake, and the DNR would not even officially acknowledge that there were muskies in Oconomowoc Lake. Because of course those were nomads and those fish had, you know, gone it, you know, come in there throughout from the system. So anyway, from Okachi, it'll be, yeah, from Okachi Lake, yeah. Right, right. 
what they spill over the dam there basically yep, exactly uh, exactly but uh and there was a monster in there years ago they used to call it the gray ghost both steve milliot and dennis radloff had both seen it or had it on i'd hear the stories back then i, I don't i think that fish died of old age i don't think anybody ever got that fish but for them to do that study and see exactly what's going on with the uh, with the muskies in that system uh, by LaBelle. Well, I'll tell you what. Right now, this time of year, uh, or maybe yeah, because because the water temperature this year is a little cooler than what it normally would be. Uh, because you know how people would go by the dam at Okachi at the Oconomowoc boat launch and look at the muskies, you know, stand up on the bridge and look down at the muskies. Well, on Oconomowoc Lake. If you go to where the Oconomowoc River leaves Oconomowoc Lake, you can look over the dam down on the river that you know goes into uh, Fowler Lake, and you'll see muskies there right now. And 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 that's only, oh my goodness, two two three feet of water, two feet of water, they'll be right there. And because uh, we've seen them in the past there. Yeah, I haven't for a number of years. I haven't, uh, I haven't looked. I did drive by there oh about a week ago. Cars and people looking, so I'm assuming they were looking at some muskies there. But uh, but yeah, it's always cool to look at them there. Uh, I did walk here by the. Uh, I did hear reports. They they they're right here in the river, right here in Pewaukee, where it you know spills. We got the little dam on the east end and goes over to the other side of the road to the uh, east east side of the road. And um, typically, you can see muskies laying in there, sometimes some big ones. Um, years ago, uh, a buddy of mine, opening day of muskie season, went over there, and there was a 48-incher. And the reason he knows it's 48 inches is because he caught it. It was just laying there. He took a, uh, a chatterbait, I think, and he just dropped it in front of its nose and jiggled it, kind of kicked the silt up in front of the muskie snout. It just opened its gills and sucked it in. He set the hook. And he caught a 48 incher just like that so uh there can be and, and there was a kid years ago uh he was like 14 he caught a, a 51 so it, it is kind of like ducks in a barrel i will say that but hey it's cool to see those big muskies yeah that's true it is and pewaukee has i mean look every year there's a half a dozen 50 inches caught you just don't hear about them because you know the fellows who are catching them you're not going to say anything you know, and just like uh, Oconomowoc Lake and Okachi Lake, yeah, there's nice fish in those lakes too. There's big ones, but you just don't hear about it. You know, guys aren't saying it. You know, they're not telling everybody. So, anyway. Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear uh, what guys are getting today. Now, I see Mike Kep. He's a uh, right here, and I see his. Uh, his uh, vehicle and trailer in the parking lot. He typically goes out opening weekend and he'll drag about six suckers out there and uh, he can sometimes get some fast action. Um, this is kind of a time of year when the fish um, can be shallow and this east base, man, they can be anywhere out here, but um, you can get out there and drag some smaller size suckers and uh, in, in many cases that's a good way to get maybe a otherwise lethargic fish might grab one of those. Another thing too, Tom, the, our caller before was talking about seeing all those muskies along a shoreline um, and today and 
and just set a goal that you're going to go around the circumference of the lake fishing every shore, every pier. And I guarantee you, you, you hit enough shoreline piers and so forth, you should encounter some muskies. You'll find some laying just shallow, kind of like bass fishing. Yeah. And as, as a matter of fact, about a week and a half from now, one of my sons and I, one of my sons and I are going to be out on Pewaukee Lake, but we're not going to be fishing muskies, Danny. We're going to be fishing for walleyes and smallmouth. And because I know there's plenty of legal walleyes in this lake now, and uh, we aim to catch some of them. Time to go get them. Yeah, and it's also time to take another break. We are presented by Coleman Insect Repellents and, of course, Baitmate Fish Attractants. So stay tuned for more with Dan Bush and me, Tom Neubauer, uh, right here on Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Doors, presented by Baitmate Fish Attractants. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Uh, if you're listening now, I assume maybe you're working. Otherwise, you'd be fishing or maybe trying to blast a turkey. And uh, if you are fishing and listening to us, because uh, I know some people do, if you got a quick report, 414-799-1250. Uh, you know, it's funny, Danny. I just looked at my phone to see what time it was. And it's like it's almost 10 to 8, and I, I, thought it, I thought it was like quarter after 7. I can't believe how fast this time goes. My goodness. Yeah, time flies when you're having fun there, buddy. Yeah, it is. It, it really does. Now, if, as far I, I, I heard you talking to Sam about the Wi-Fi, right? Now, you, you've got uh, Internet at your, at your house, right? Yeah, but it's a yeah. hardwire one. It goes but, into... but still, but don't you have a modem and router? Uh, that's plugged into a computer there so but yeah. i think i think wi-fi is something different i don't no, know we'll I, have this technical discussion i i i think you already have it and you just don't I, know it no i, I don't think so right. <laughs> i don't have it tom <laughs> okay <laughs> all right well anyway yeah i'm looking forward to coming out to pewaukee next week i but you know what i heard about the weather now yes it's going to be nice this weekend but i heard next week it's supposed to cool off again and it's like, we don't need that. Don't need that cooling off. Uh, welcome to Wisconsin, Tom. Yeah, I know. Jeez. I mean, this is May, dude. You can yeah. remember uh, snowstorms in May. I remember uh, when I was uh, up oh, yeah. at Green Bay Preble, Green Bay Preble High School, an all-star track athlete, and we had to shovel track after a snowstorm. So Yeah, I remember one here in May on Pewaukee Lake. Uh there was, uh, I forget how many inches were on the power lines, and it was that heavy, wet snow. Uh, that was uh, that was nasty. I mean, it, yeah, it melted pretty quick, you know, but still, it, you don't expect to see that stuff in May. And, and, of course, right now the governor's opener is taking place up in northern Wisconsin. It's okay, wait a, a sec. Wait a second. Wait a second. Oh, Are you it telling might not me? Be. Might not be. Listen, dude, can you see Tony Evers fishing? No, hell no. He no, ain't there. No, he ain't what, there. That's what I'm thinking. What are you thinking, dude? But no. they still have the governor's open. They still call it the governor's open. They still call it that. Did any of the governor... governors, well, back when you were a dignitary and, you know, you were very, you know, famous in this world and you were meeting governors and stuff, uh, did any of the governors actually know how to fish? Not really. 
<laughs> it was just a photo op, right? Well, they would go out for like about a half a day on the first day, and, and they'd go out with one of the local guides, you know, somebody of some renown. Then they'd have maybe their bodyguard with them or whoever. And the guy would say, okay, you know, he, he would bait the hook for them and whatever, and they would know how to cast, you know, a rod and reel. <clears throat> they'd cast it out, and sometimes they'd catch a fish, sometimes they wouldn't, you know, but they didn't stay there for that long. That was the same thing with uh, when I used to also fish the the world muskie hunt. Um, you know, the governor would show up and just for like a few hours the first day, go out in a boat, and like you said, it's a big photo op, yeah. Yeah, they, they, I don't think any of them are into fishing, you know. Not like we are, at least. So who started that governor's open? Who, who, what, was there a uh, specific governor that started yeah. it? Yes, and uh, I Warren Knowles. As a matter of fact, I have a picture of myself and Governor Warren Knowles. Um, this is after he, he had started it many years before, you know, I started going through it. And uh, but I was fortunate enough to, to meet him and talk with him, and that is a very nice man. Uh, so yeah, by Warren Knowles many years ago, and and it's really a, a pretty big deal. Yeah, so I think they, maybe I should start going to it again. If they're even well, it's probably canceled. Yeah, I this uh, year it very well might have been. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, that's, huh. that's I you know we've been out of the loop a little bit. You know we don't know all these things like we normally do. So it's uh, just one of the things we got to put up with. Speaking of, uh, you know, situation and things canceled now, you know, most of the guides up in the Bay of Green Bay, for, when I checked their websites back in April, they were all saying, hey, you know, we're following the stay safe at home, no, not, not doing any guide trips now. And they were all planning on starting May 1st. But uh, I'm guessing they've all pretty much canceled what, May 26? Is that still still the order here? Yeah, the, the last I heard, yeah, it's supposed to be May 26. Because I'm kind of, I'm kind of wondering, not to interrupt, but I'm kind of wondering whether they... Oh, oh. Te I'm back again. Technical. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, didn't, the, I didn't I, hear you for a little while. I had there. an incoming call, and I, I tried to decline and turn it off, and I hit the wrong button. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I gotta tell everybody. Nobody contact me between six and eight o'clock yeah, yeah. on a, on a Saturday morning. Yeah, no more calls early. Because <laughs> oh, I'm busy here. Yeah, you got a business to run here. Yeah. Things to do, people to see. <laughs> oh goodness, do I hear our closing music? Yeah, I do a little bit. No, you're just hearing yeah. voices, Tom. No, I'm hearing the closing music. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm hearing Kid Rock. Music. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sam, is that the closing music? Yep. All right, it is. is so, that... Danny, we we got about a minute to wrap this up. Yeah, a minute to wrap it up. Well, thanks yeah, to everybody. Up. We're glad our loyal listeners are still out there. And Tom and I will do our loyal best to keep, to keep coming at you every Saturday morning. And yeah. that's all I got. And hopefully we can get into the studio pretty soon. And that's all I got, too, Danny. To all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Baitmate Fish Attractant. We'll talk to you all next week, my friends.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.